I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Katie's podcast. So good to be talking to you today. <laughs> we uh, we have a bit of a change of scenery today. We are recording from our wonderful producer's home. So it really feels like we are just hanging out with it you. It does. We're like somebody's living room. We're looking at each other over a table. Mm-hmm. It's like we're on a date or yes. something. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> Sipping water. It's yes, really lovely. Exactly. An intimate setting. It is, yes. (laughs) We are both coming off of some pretty busy weeks. I kind of get tired of telling you guys the same thing every week. We're so busy. We're so busy. But we are. I know. It is. We're trying to. (laughs) We're trying to walk our own talk of like, yeah, like resting and Sabbath and all that. And we get it. We get how hard it is. Life is life is busy, especially if you're, you know, involved in a bunch of different things. It's easy to just get overcommitted and. We're learning. We're learning as we teach. It's fun to be busy in a lot of seasons of life. Yeah. And so, at least for me, it's really hard to scale it back because it's all things I want to do and be a part of. And it's so hard. It is hard. But uh, one day we'll strike that good balance, (laughs) hopefully, in some season of life. And um, maybe we'll even do an episode on Sabbath so that we can uh, all chat about it together. Because (laughs) Yeah, and uh, just smack ourselves in the face with truth. Oh, yeah, that's happened in a few other episodes. Nothing new. Nothing new. new. Uh, But Katie, how has your week been? You know, I would just say it's been intense because there have been some really high highs, Mm -hmm. like exciting things happening and um like big changes and good things but just so much busyness and you know with those kind of changes comes responsibilities and all kinds of things that need to be done and that on top of other things that I've just you know realized that I'm overcommitted in mm-hmm. I'm just I'm learning I'm having to like recalibrate and you know my husband and I are talking and trying to figure out how we can get a better a better balance but you know, this is always refreshing. Like once we get yeah. here and get to have these conversations, I'm always encouraged, you know? Right. So it's just, it's just getting here. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, that's the whole point of what we're doing is that we get to have fun conversations that you and I would already be having right? and let it be a refreshing time. Um, so we're not having to take up time on the clock anymore. Exactly. <laughs> no, but you no, know, no. we did just to be clear, we did not clock those hours. <laughs> no, 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 no. All good. Um, but just genuinely getting this time to encourage one another and be intentional with our words and let it be a refreshing time. And then hopefully others feeling that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think this is perfectly serving its purpose on so our too. end at least. Yeah. <laughs> we love this. We do. And Katie, how about you? My week was good. It was really, it was busy. Like I said, started a new job, trying to figure out the environment. Um, so that's been like a little bit mm-hmm. of a shift, obviously. And um, so that is just more tiring yeah. <laughs> than usual. Takes up more brain power. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then Last night, I fell right to sleep as soon as I got home, even though I had stuff to do, and then slept right through my alarms this morning. And when your body just tells you, hey, <laughs> yeah, it's literally. time to stop. Like, you actually need to stop. And then slept through my alarms this morning and didn't end up waking up until 10 minutes after when I usually leave the house. Perfect. And so I was like, cool, today's going to be really nice. Yeah. Um, super hey, relaxing. You made it. Yeah. You're, you're here. You were there. Exactly. I was there. I clocked in the work almost on time. And, you know. And here we are. 
here we are. You live and you learn, <laughs> you know? Yes, you do. Um, but today we do actually want to bring you some content other than us just chatting Rambling about, about our weeks. <laughs> um, and so we are going to be talking about a subject near and dear to everybody's hearts. Um, so we're going to be touching on the power of the tongue. Yeah. And the power of the tongue, especially if you've been in Christian circles, like that's a phrase that we like to use yes. <laughs> a lot. But really, we just want to talk about why your words matter. And yeah the good and the bad and the ugly and the intention and design behind that, behind why our words carry so much weight and so much power. And I'd love to just start with a proverb from Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. And I like that verse because those who love it will eat its fruit. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit sarcastic. Like it's, yeah. it's a nice, like, it's like, no matter what you're saying, you're going to eat the yeah. fruit. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you like You're going to eat it, girly. <laughs> you just wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fruit will show the root. Yeah. Like it's going to show you uh, exactly where your heart is at. And, and you you're going to have to deal with those consequences. Right. And if, if you love your tongue, like you just love to let it loose, you're mm-hmm. going to eat the fruit of that. Yes. But if you love your tongue and you are submitted to the Lord and loving yeah. it in the way of like obedience and submission, mm-hmm. the fruit will be sweet of that as well. So, you know, if we can begin to work these truths into our thinking, they can help us uh, steer away from words that bring death and help steer us towards words that create life, which yeah. is my goal. <laughs> I think it should be our goal. <laughs> right. I don't think I know anybody who walks around being like, you know what, I'm going to bring death with my words today. Yeah. So we know. I that- mean, honestly though, <laughs> there is, there is like a, this whole idea of just I, like I do me, like yeah, that's being true. willing to just cause drama and like like whatever if it doesn't serve me. Like we've talked exactly. about that attitude like, yeah. before. But you know, some people say like, "What? It's not a free country. Like I have free <laughs> yeah. speech. Like I can say exactly. whatever I want." You know, like it's, it's like yeah, but should you? Yeah, <laughs> as a follower of the Lord yeah. and as somebody who is representing Christ, absolutely, uh, definitely not. So. Yeah. Um, but our words are meant more than just for communication, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think we can simplify it too much into, well, I'm just talking. Well, I'm just, you know, communicating this, that, or the other. Yeah. But God created our words with intention. Yeah. And I mean, from the very beginning, we can see that words are powerful and they're a gift from God. And, you know, the ability to use words at all uh, is a gift given to us by our creator who used words to speak everything Mm -hmm. into existence. Like he's a God who speaks. He's a God who um, carries like authority and what he says. And as such, we, as his image bearers, we have a responsibility to use our words well. Yeah. I think about, um, this is something that I've thought about often when I think about how just crazy, amazing God is and how intricate creation is. Uh, well, first of all, I think of the fact that people have favorite colors. I think that that's really crazy and I think it's cool. <laughs> that just, that, that took, like, that hit me out of left field. That's so well, cute. I just think about, like, the fact that some people look at one color and just find so much joy in it. Yeah. I just think, like, how wild that God created our brains with that capability and yeah. that, that much variation. So I think of that. <laughs> but I also think of, um, words in like writing and also just yeah. verbal communication, the fact that we can process 
the thoughts of other people. Yeah. Like that we have the ability. And like draw new meaning. Yes. And infer things. And create and, newness from yeah. nothing it's other so cool. than what God has given us. And I think about that with writing often. Like we read these books and there was, that concept was not there until that writer decided to put pen to paper. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. That's and why you so, can have an English class where exactly. you're like, you know, the door is blue and your teacher's like, yes. no, but why is the door blue? Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so cool that we can have those conversations. Yeah. A little dead poet society. Yeah moment uh-huh. <laughs> you know no monkeys are doing that like we're <laughs> yes. we're unique like exactly we're we unique, unique in our in our you know use of words as a tool yes and like everything else and like we always say on this podcast like obviously god gives us these things to point back to him yeah the fact that we have the ability to communicate gives us the ability to communicate his goodness mm-hmm. and his heart yeah and these things that it gave the you know, the disciples, the ability to communicate through what we have is the Bible, you know, all yeah. of these things. It's amazing. Yeah. Isn't what it crazy? Can do. Like he, you know, we know that he generally reveals himself like through nature and yeah. the universe and all that stuff, but also that he chose his specific revelation yeah. through the word of God to be written words. Yes. It's so incredible. And that, yeah. you know, I think of the, the Hebrews, like writing and like maintaining scripture and like the detail and the mm-hmm. intricacy with, with, with which they went about that process. Like yeah. it's a heavy thing. Like it's not this light, you know, thing to just be thrown around right. and treated cavalierly. Yeah. And it's obvious that God, like you said, this is a gift from him. He gave mm-hmm. it to us and he said, enjoy, yeah. you know, like he's <laughs> said, enjoy uh, his creation and the people that he's put here. It's yeah. made for our enjoyment to, to a degree. And we're going to touch on all of this, but, um, it's something that we were meant to draw joy from Mm -hmm. and to reap a harvest from. Absolutely. And, you know, I mentioned this a little bit before, but we are his image bearers. Like there's things about the way that we look and communicate and relate and all those things that are a reflection, like mm-hmm. a, a weak reflection, but a reflection yes. of, of him and how he communicates. And with that in mind, like he's entrusted us with the same ability to use words to create the world around us, mm-hmm. not in a literal way like yeah. he did. Um, but the the fact that life and death literally like are in the power of the words that we speak, that they carry power to actually create a reality around us. And I'm not talking about like manifesting or anything like that, but there is something to the fact that the words that we say, the way that we communicate can actually influence the way that we experience the world. Absolutely. I mean, have you guys, I'm, I always feel silly asking questions (laughs) on here. Like, have you guys, but genuinely, have you ever spoken something and then you take that on as Mm -hmm. truth? That's why this new job of mine, yeah. <laughs> I'm really trying very hard not to say that I don't enjoy it right. <laughs> or that I don't like certain things about it or whatever. Yeah. And I, I'm being intentional about that in other areas of life too. Not that anybody would know because I yeah. run my mouth so often, <laughs> but, um, I, because I know as soon as I let myself start speaking that mm-hmm. I will have a really hard time finding enjoyment and finding the good things in my job. Absolutely. Even in the midst of those difficult moments. Yeah. And you know, on the other side of that, how many stories have you heard of like that one teacher that yeah. like noticed that kid that was struggling and kind of just spoke life to them and yeah. encouraged them and told them the things they were good at instead of all the things they were doing wrong. Yeah. And it like changes the trajectory of someone's life. Like mm-hmm. 
it's, it's powerful. And we can't just throw our words around any old way we please. Like there's too much power there. Yeah. The only acceptable response as believers to the gift we've been given is to show respect to the giver yeah. by using words well. Yeah. The way that we use our words can be worshipful, like we talked about in the worship episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a resource that God has given us, and therefore it can be used to glorify and to worship. Yeah. So I think that we can't put too much importance on the way that we communicate with others. Yeah. And this just goes to, you know, we're reiterating this fact, but words can build up or they can tear down. The whole sticks and stones may break my bones, blah, blah, blah. It's just wrong. Yeah. Like we, all, we all know that that's just, it's just not, not true. It's just not true. Like words can hurt. Like, have you yeah. ever had someone say something to you that just like to this day, yeah. even if you're like forgiven them, like it just sticks. Like you just yeah. feel it all the time or it comes up whenever you're thinking about that kind of situation. Yeah. And um, like, I think we all have experiences like that. I know I do. Yeah, definitely. And I think of times when um, people have said things to me and I literally feel sick in my stomach because of how pointed the words were Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I walk away feeling like I could actually like, you know, when it affects you physically, like Mm -hmm. I could go take a nap because I am so like weary, incredibly like weary from what I just heard. Yeah. Or maybe you said something really trashy to somebody and you feel like trash afterwards. I've yeah, done that true. too. That's true. I've been like, oh my gosh, I feel this in the pit of my stomach because I'm a filthy sinner, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, you know, and then vice versa. You have this uh, experience where somebody speaks life into you and you feel better. There's something about it um, that affects you physically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say you, you say something mean to somebody and they die on the spot, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. the concept there that there is um, the ability to shift a situation for the negative or for the positive yeah. is, um, is a big deal. Absolutely. Like words aren't neutral. No. Right. Everything no. that we say has a consequence mm-hmm. attached to it. Like there is a result <laughs> from, yeah. from the things that you, you say. And you know, how we speak to the people around us, yeah. how we speak to ourselves, how we speak about situations, uh, you know, it can determine the quality of those situations yeah. or those relationships. And, you know, even your internal dialogue with yourself can yeah. determine the quality of your actions and your interactions every single day. And this goes with the idea in Matthew 15 that the words you speak come directly from your heart, that they are like an overflow of what's already there. And so the words themselves aren't the problem. They're an overflow. They're a symptom of heart problems when they're they're wrong. And you know, those people who everything they say is just sweet. Those people who are so quick to encourage, who always have a kind response or the people who like Maybe you're someone who's naturally sarcastic, like like <laughs> myself or my co-host here. Maybe. I was like, is she going to throw me under the bus too? <laughs> we, we, we know it. Yes. But, you know, people who you actually probably wouldn't even be sarcastic around yeah. and not because they're, you know, so hoity-toity that they can't handle it. Yeah. But just because like their kindness and their gentleness yeah. is contagious. Like I, our producer, Matt, his wife. Oh my gosh. Taylor, she, Taylor she's the Foreman. person I was thinking of too. I, Whenever we talk about somebody who's gentle and kind, I always think of Taylor. She is. But genuinely, she, like, I I have to, like, check my words because I, when my words are standing in contrast to hers, I feel like, yeah, oh, man, (laughs) like, 
I've got to step it up. You know what I mean? Her actions call people to a higher standard. So shout out to Taylor. Yeah. Oh, we love Taylor. But I think that there's so much power in what we say to tear down and to build up. And like you're saying, we speak out of the overflow of our hearts. And so we cannot stress enough just the, the personal relationship with the Lord you have to have. We can strrive and we can strive and we can strive and we can we can better ourselves. Yeah, like we and can we do can all those run things. ourselves ragged, trying to be better and trying to, well, I'm gonna be nicer today. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And it is all empty and vain if it is not because you have a right relationship with the Lord. True. We can do nothing of our own strength. Well, and when we're talking about words as like a fruit <laughs> of a heart condition. Mm-hmm. The reality is like we are we are not changed by our like behavioral conditioning, right? We yeah. are changed by the spirit of the living God making us new day to day. And the fruit of your life is going to show whether that's happening or not. And you can't do that. You can't conjure that up. You can't make that happen for yourself. Yeah. You can you can like you know, guard your heart and check your tongue and like make sure that those things are being filtered correctly. But ultimately like that overflow is going to continue to pour out if the heart itself is not softened by the spirit of God. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that we give ourselves too much credit sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the good things we say or whatever, but God can use your words so powerfully. Mm -hmm. I think of, um, there's so many just like manifestations of the Holy Spirit that use your words, you know, whether that's words of wisdom or knowledge or Mm -hmm. encouragement, these things that come at just the right time. And God harnesses your words to encourage others and to bring life into situations. I think of times when I've been prayed over and some of those prayers, they just run on a loop through my brain still because it's like, that was so encouraging or that was so rooted in truth. And it's not because of anything that those people did. They were just obedient to the Lord. Exactly. And God uses your obedience to communicate things to other people. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I would love to hear your response, but I can think of some of like the kindest things that people have said that have stuck with me, but I want to know what's something that Somebody told you maybe a long time ago that has just stuck with you in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. Uh, ooh, I'm going to have to think about this. Do you have an example off the top of your head? I was, I was thinking about it. So I do have an example, but I was actually told at the, our young adults conference that mm-hmm. we just put on a, a few months ago, there was a girl there. Her name was Katie. And <laughs> this she, is the Katie's podcast. <laughs> this is the Katie's podcast. Um, she came up to me and we had like talked a few times throughout. She was so kind. And she came up to me at the end and she said, you know, I've never particularly liked my name, but after meeting you and speaking with you, I have a new joy in being named Katie because of knowing and talking with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was just like one of the most intense compliments I've ever received. And that's like, popped up in my head so many times since then as an encouragement and not because, oh, I'm so good. Like I'm the best Katie. I've won the approval of the next one. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not like that. It's just that God somehow used me in that time to bring encouragement and that it was encouraging enough for her to turn back around and say, you know what? Something you did was impactful. And I, I know 
that it's only because Christ works through me. Yeah. And that situation, I've been able to draw from it and be like, no, like God has used me in the past. He's going to use me again. Yeah. Or God has used other people to speak to me and he's going to use them again. Yeah. That's, I love that. That, okay. So I have a kind of specific example, um, because I can, I can relate to that type of situation, but uh, specifically with worship. So I had a friend a couple years ago because uh, <laughs> worship leading is sort of a weird ministry and it's kind of cool because there's like almost a reward that's like lost when you have a ministry that's so public. So mm. like there's almost this pressure to have an even more like f- like thriving, fruitful, like relationship with the Lord yeah. in private because, you know, because you're when so something's public. so public, yeah. like there's, there's nothing like more spiritual about it. Right. Yeah. So many people are seeing it that you got to have like the back yes. end. To, like, back it up kind <laughs> you of have thing. to have the receipts. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but people like say stuff all the time or they tell you, you know, what they liked or that song you sing or whatever, things like that. And you kind of just got to let it roll off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It, Cause if you're like fishing for that, like clearly yeah. your heart's in the wrong place. But I had a friend tell me one time, a friend that I love and really respect uh, told me, and this was not even when I was worship leading. This was just like, we had been worshiping together at some type of an event. And she like pulled me aside and told me, Hey, like your freedom, like your joy when you're worshiping God, like not just on stage, it actually like frees me mm-hmm. to worship. It actually makes me feel less self-conscious. It allows me to like step yeah. into worship. And she was even saying like, I think that's a gift that God's given you for leading on stage as well. And that's something that I've like carried with me as a challenge, right. Of like, no matter like how I'm feeling or how I sound that day or anything like that is my like posture worshipful. And if this is something that God has given me, right. Like, am I stewarding it well, where I am allowing (laughs) like my worship to like help other people enter into the worship of God. And, uh, yeah, those, those words just stuck around for me. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's a good one. <laughs> I know. I know. I think about it all the time. Yeah. And not like a, like you're saying, not like, right. oh, pat me on the back. Like I'm such a good worshiper. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but just the idea that, hey, when you're like tempted to be self-conscious, mm-hmm. when you're tempted to like think about the wrong things, like forget that. Yeah. Worship God. Do the thing that you know you're supposed to do here and God's going to use that. Um, so it was, it was really encouraging. I think that um, in the same way that God harnesses our words so beautifully, the enemy loves a good foothold. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would love to read a scripture here. Like yeah, along no, those go lines. ahead. Go ahead. So we're going to read a couple different passages at different points in this mm-hmm. episode from James three, but this is going to be James three, two through five. Indeed. And this is the NLT version, by the way, just for ease of conversation. <laughs> Indeed. We all make many mistakes for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Pause there for a second. The fact that this is so hard, that if we could do it, it would mean we were perfect. Like that should tell us the importance of this. Yeah. Our sin is in our words. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) So moving on, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. I love love, love, love that passage of scripture. And there was a time in high school where I spent a lot of time reflecting on this because I think I became pretty, um, self-conscious about the way that 
the Lord was giving me like encouragement for others Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I feel like the words of encouragement I receive for other people are usually pretty intense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so for me at age 17, getting these words of encouragement for people, sometimes older than me, sometimes it was, I don't know, just like a situation where I felt like a little Mm -hmm. bit like, oh, I'm nervous, that kind of thing. And I found so much conviction, but also solace in this scripture because um, I needed to be using the words that the Lord was giving me Mm -hmm. because there is a sin in omission, right? When God gives you something for somebody else and you say, no, because I don't trust that you're going to make it okay. Yeah. And you pull back. That is not trusting the Lord. And that is having doubt. And that is, you know, not believing that he has the best for his children. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that really like struck me because I realized I was withholding these good things. And again, not from me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not because I have some good thing, but because the Lord was trying to use me in those situations. And I was saying, no, not right now. I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, the thought that something I could have said or something that the Lord could have spoken through me could have been something like uh, a spark that starts a wildfire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like something I could have thrown out an encouragement could have put somebody in that um, security that they were looking for because I said, Hey, I really feel like the Lord wants you to know that you are you are talented in this area or you are gifted or you work well in this area. And I was withholding that because of my own discomfort. Um, I like, I mourn for some of that because I think back on that time and I think of some specific instances where I really wish I would have spoken up. (laughs) Um, and I just think that if there's one thing I would like to move forward in life from that season with, it's that God does not make his children poor image bearers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And something I say isn't going to derail somebody from Christ or going to put them in a bad spot or whatever. Um, because I'm when I'm walking in obedience yeah. with him, that's not to say never. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to, I can yeah. say whatever I want. It's not going to put him in a bad spot. But when I'm walking in obedience and I'm walking in Well, when you're genuinely like seeking direction. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that God's, you know, God's going to reward that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to continue this conversation, I think it would be beneficial for us to continue in this passage in James three. So we're going to read starting in verse seven and through verse 12. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing pour out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. You ever been a salty spring, Katie? (laughs) I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Never one time. I, I can't trace yeah. back to any moment. Yeah. I, I would guarantee that you don't have a problem remembering the last harsh words that were spoken to you yes. or the last encouraging words you received. Yeah. Right. These are, these are things that they stick and they're, they last. And the reality is sometimes as believers, we are, double-minded. We are two-faced 
And blessing and cursing cannot both pour out of the same mouth. Like it's not something that is right. And it's not something that we can ignore. Like if that's something that's happening in your life as a believer, red flag, right? Like that's something that you should be taking note of, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, I, I noticed this personally, and I've been noticing it recently to be entirely honest, that when I am not putting the focus and the attention on the Lord that I should be, one of the first things to go is the way that I talk. Oh my gosh. One of the first things is my like quickness to be frustrated, Mm -hmm. my quickness to snap. And do you ever notice like it's easiest to do that to the people we're closest to and that we love the most, right? Like, so to my husband and like, it's so easy for me to just be short and unkind. Mm -hmm. And that should be a litmus test of sorts for us as believers to say, Hey, some things are not right. Like some things are not in the correct order in my heart, in my time, in my life, in my home. Right. Like I need to bring those things back to the Lord. And like I said before, like these things have, these things we say have the ability to create the atmosphere of our lives. And those, those words unchecked, like those, that first little symptom unchecked over time, like builds a house around you that is bitter. (laughs) Like it builds, it like waters fields with bitter water. Like it produces fruit that is unsavory. Like it, it doesn't bring about the kind of things that we want. And so save yourself the trouble, like check yourself early on in these processes, like check yourself regularly so that you're assessing what is the water coming out of the spring of my life? Is it bitter or is it sweet? Is it death producing or is it life-giving? And I think we would spare ourselves a lot of pain if we address these problems early on. Absolutely. Because then you're not going to have to eat as much bad fruit. Yeah. And (laughs) the people around you aren't either. Exactly. I'm picturing, you know, like that visual you're giving of sowing into a bitter crop. You know what I mean? And the less time you spend sowing into it, the less of your crop down the road is going to be bitter. Exactly. And you can shift and you can start watering a better crop. And I think that I really love that picture because you're going to have to eat the fruit of yeah. your words, like yeah. no matter what. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, even if you are bitter in one moment and then you shift and you're like, oh man, I really wish I hadn't done that. You're still going to have to reap the consequences. Right. You can be someone that's like living a life of like relative like yeah. obedience and submission to the Lord. And you can slip up and snap at somebody and you can be forgiven, but like those words are powerful and they yeah. can stick around for that person. And you're Absolutely. responsible for that, you know, yeah. even, even in repentance and whatever, like that there's still just natural consequences to those things that we have to reap because they are powerful. And there's a proverb that talks about, um, like bitterness, literally eating away mm-hmm. at the bones and having yeah. these like physical effects I think we all know people like that, that we we look at and the way that they talk or the way that they carry themselves or the attitude that they have, which is so evident in the words that they speak, like you can physically see it on their bodies, Mm -hmm. right? You can see that there's this like pain that they carry and this like um, weariness. And I think it literally physically takes a toll on us over time, the way that we speak and the, the attitude that we carry ourselves in. And the quality of your life can be improved by the words that you speak, but it can also be drastically harmed Mm -hmm. and you can, you can steal from your life by like speaking bitterness and by allowing those things to come out of your mouth unchecked. Right. And I think about, I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, 
you know how you said the first thing to go is like you start, mm-hmm. um, whatever you start speaking ill of people mm-hmm. or you just, there's a shift. Yeah. It's like, it's the little rudder that yes. steers the ship. Like it actually starts well, turning that's the, thing. the ship down a different direction. I start complaining. Yeah. That's my thing. And I'm sure all my friends know and all the people that love me know because I start just mm-hmm. complaining and complaining and complaining when my heart is not in the right place or when I have not been rooted in Christ, I've not been investing in my relationship with him. Mm-hmm. The byproduct is so ugly yeah. because then I'm going to every person that will listen to me to complain about a situation mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm honestly, I'm making it more dramatic now than it is. I have a few select people that I go to and yeah. I like to complain You're not just to them. walking around. I'm not. Crying to the world. I think that there are, is probably a good handful of people that don't know that I have a bent towards complaining mm-hmm. when my heart is getting ugly because yeah. I just, there's a lot of people I don't share things this with. Is a good, this is a good tangent though. Yes. The idea, is it okay as believers? Like, is it okay for us to just have people that are like no holds barred? Like the faucet can just be turned on and we can just dump everything on them? Um, no. (laughs) No, because we need, our words are important no matter who you're talking to. Right. And that's the root of it. This is, I have been told this many times by people that I respect as like marriage advice, Mm -hmm. right? That even if you're like struggling with, let's say like, I was having a hard time and my husband was like doing something that was really irritating me and constantly like causing problems between us. Right. Um, normal people do this all the time of you can, you can go to people in your life. You can go to your closest friends and just say, you know, like they're the people that love me and you can Mm -hmm. go just spill everything that this person is doing and say like, he's doing this, this and that, like, here's all the ways he's harmed me. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm so irritated. Okay. I feel so much better. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And then you go and you reconcile and everything's fine. The problem is now that friend or your mom or whoever Mm -hmm. it is that you talk to, they carry with them the like, wrongs that this person has done to you from your perspective without you owning up to your own stuff, right? They carry with them uh, these grudges now towards this person. And so I would argue that sometimes you do need a person that you can go to and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Like, can you pray for me? Like, that's different. But also- Or also giving it an accurate assessment of the situation. But (laughs) I would would say too that an important thing to do is if you have that safe person Mm -hmm. in your life or counselor, whoever it is, that whenever things are reconciled or made right, that you also report on those things. (laughs) That's the advice. Well, that's the advice is that you, um, you don't just allow yourself to be a faucet that just dumps on Mm. people and then is quiet when things are good. That in order to like protect your spouse or your friend or whoever's reputation you're talking about Mm. in these types of scenarios, that you also are speaking the truth about the good and the healing and the restoration. So that's a little bit of a tangent, but but I think it's important. I think it's worth it. I honestly think it's worth maybe even spending a little bit more time on because as a person who has, you know, been that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that constantly running faucet in somebody's life, but as somebody who, I mean, Katie and I talk about this often, people open up to us. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Being someone who receives this from people, I think it's also important to seek out the truth in a positive manner and also to, to ask questions and to like carry these conversations in a way that isn't just constant, like negging, you know, like isn't just constant, (laughs) um, downers, but that's pushing a person towards, um, 
seeking the Lord, yeah. that's pushing them towards reconciliation, that's pushing them towards other things. And not just like smoothing over the bad stuff, like put a sticker on it, it's all good now. Yeah. But genuinely like seeking both parties good in these yeah. kind of conversations. I think we tend to take sides really, really quickly. Yeah, I think we tend to assume the best of our friends and assume the worst of other people. And I don't know that that's always a correct assessment. And I think yeah. it's, I think it's not a godly or biblical attitude to just allow just garbage about other people yeah. to be dumped on your lap all the time and just receive that and not ever challenge it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is definitely not something that either of us are saying out of mastery. I think no. I know this because I vented to Katie, mm-hmm. you know, on well, multiple and, occasions. You know, loyalty you know. and like you feel so defensive and protective oh, yeah. of your friends or the people that you love. And especially if you're someone that's like empathetic mm-hmm. relatively. And I'm an empath. <laughs> <laughs> well, but truly, if yeah, you're someone yeah. who is, it's easy for you yes. to bear the burdens of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can get really sticky and messy. Yes. Well, for I know for me, when I am going through something or whatever, and then I have all of the people who, do feel comfortable opening up and sharing with me, which I love. And I would not trade that for the world. Right. <laughs> um, I can feel weary and heavy laden. <laughs> yeah. And so the people in my life that I do trust mm-hmm. get my problems that have been, you know, pushed up to level 10 because I'm also experiencing everybody else's problems. Mm-hmm. And so that's been an area where I've, I'm learning, actively Mm -hmm. learning to surrender, you know, the situations to the Lord that other people give me. I was talking to our our pastor and friend, David, the Mm -hmm. other day. um, Love that guy. Yeah. And he just said, you know, I really think there's something about you that makes people want to share everything with you. And that's like my joy. I love that. Mm -hmm. But it looks like it's heavy. Yes. And then he said, I really think we need to pray that that gets fully committed to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And then he prayed for me right there. And he was like, we just need to pray about it. And I was like, okay, because that is something that I've been, especially lately in life, I would say maybe like the last year and a half to two years Mm -hmm. has been something that has been bumped up and I've had to surrender more stuff than just my own stuff to the Lord. Yeah. And like I've been saying, that's my joy. And that's a gifting that I have that I get to walk in is that I have encouragement for people that people feel comfortable coming to me and genuinely sharing their lives and in a healthy way too. Absolutely. Sometimes, sometimes unhealthy, (laughs) but, um, it just all circles back to there's power in your words and there's power in the way that you handle those situations. Right. And um, I, I think that it's exactly how God intended and hoped and gifted it to be. Um, and now it's our job to, to steward that. Yeah, absolutely. There's so, many, there's so many aspects to this. There's the aspect of being the, the sharer. There's aspects to being the receiver of yeah. like this kind of conversation. And, you know, I'm not saying it's never acceptable to to vent or to share because obviously it is like we're talking about that, that we like need that. So, you know, it's not that it's never okay, but as the receiver, we actually might have as much responsibility as the sharer, that there's a possibility there as believers that we should consider (laughs) that there is even life and death in the way that we speak and conduct ourselves when receiving sensitive information or venting or whatever it is. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we might be done for today. I think so. <laughs> it feels like a good place it to close like it off. It feels like a good ending spot, but obviously this could be a, a never ending conversation. And so if there's any aspect of it that you wish we had touched on more, you have more questions or you just want to chat, um, you can access us on Instagram we are very and accessible email. to you. <laughs> so Instagram, we're at the Katie's podcast and email. We are the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. I don't know why that's always so hard for me. Like I, I don't it is and it's the same it's the same in both every week yeah every time it's mm-hmm. just our names <laughs> it's just our names yep um but yeah yeah and as always we're on patreon you can find that link in the show notes and we're just looking forward to the next couple episodes we wanted to give you guys a little little teaser if you've stuck around peek. this long little sneak peek of what we're doing <laughs> we're having a guest on mm-hmm. for it next week a who, very special guest. a very special guest who we love so dearly who is wise and very qualified to speak on the subject, but we're going to be talking about having a devotional life and uh, how to study the word of God and the importance of that as young believers. Biblical literacy. Biblical literacy, exactly. And we also have some topics coming up about forgiveness, uh, about the loving heart of God. And we have more down the pipeline, but we want to know specifically what you need to hear, like what you're going through in your life. We've had people talk about, hey, you know, I need to know more about getting ready for marriage or preparing myself in singleness, those kind of things. Let's have that conversation. Like if there's specific stuff that you want to talk about, we want to address it. So reach out to us at any of those platforms we mentioned previously. And that's it for today. So we will talk to you soon. 